hustling really stupid and everybody hates them for it, this is it. I have such sights to show you. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I've got some quick questions for you up top. What happens after you die? Where do you go? And are you comfortable with all that knowledge? Don't worry, we're not getting religious and I'll afterlife you with you tonight. If you want any of that, just listen to Steve Harvey's podcast or probably a number of This American Lives with Iron Glass. But as you know, the trend last week, the trend this week, we talked a lot about death covering Pet Cemetery, And while that movie has similar elements, this week we're diving into another side of death that we haven't before with a movie that's more precise, medical, and blunt with what happens to you after you die. So it's our honor to discuss our first fan choice episode. Again, this was the first episode we've had fans tell us what they wanted to cover. This comes from one of our friends, Lost Man. I don't think his name is Lost Man. He's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. He's found us on everything, but he wanted us to do the movie directed by Andre Ovredal, released in 2016, called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. But before we can talk all this horror goss with you, yeah, that's short for gossip, uh, let's check in with my favorite horror pals. Ash, how's it going? What's been up? Uh, what's one thing you want to tell us from your search history that you've been looking up recently? Oh, Jesus. Uh, what happens immediately after you die? Like the stages of decomposition? You've been looking that up? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, I mean, went down a rabbit hole today. Thematic with what we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. Been starting to plan a big Halloween party. That is super exciting. Mm -hmm. I can't look. I mean, that's what, like, you know, less than 60 days away now. Yeah. You got to start planning early if you want it to be fucking epic. I, I do. Think about my costumes. I just don't know if I can afford it, you know? Make something. Well, I wanted to be Bigfoot. And wow. Maria was going to be uh, somebody with, like, a tinfoil hat on and, like, a Bigfoot person. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, but I want to get real human hair to coat my body in. Let me tell you something. If you're superfluous with your money, do yeah. not go to Home Depot right now because the amount of dope-ass Halloween oh. statues and big, giant things is yeah. ridiculous. I almost I almost spent $400 on a um, giant werewolf. Yeah? Oh, my God. And where would he go? a skeleton uh, tarot card reader. That's nice. Those are super useful. You could probably use what for like a week of the month. Yeah, I literally was dragged out of Home Depot. Macias, 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 you were the only one of us at Brave Dragon Con. Um, I was. So I have to ask, uh, how was it? It was a blast, but I'm so glad that it ended on Sunday because I yeah. could not take. I actually had to go back on Monday for one more thing, but no parties. Thank God. I am partied out, but it I was bet. a fucking blast. What's the uh, best thing that sticks out in your mind that you saw? You don't, I mean, anything, not the best Ooh. thing, but something that comes out right now, like a horror character or like... Saw a pretty badass Thanos. Oh, I like that. That's pretty topical right now. I saw a lot of cool stuff, but just like, I'm not as much of a nerd, I guess. Like, I don't know a lot of like the anime and comic book shit. Sure. Um, but I saw a lot of things I didn't know that were really cool. I still don't know how to describe them. Scribe of Satan was there. You saw Scribe, Scribe of Satan was there. Yeah, we took some pictures together that I'll post on the Instagram later. Miss him, of course. I know. He looked wonderful. I'm going to have two questions. You choose which one you want to answer. Okay. Uh, I'm stealing this from another podcast. Uh, what was lasting on your browsing history? Or how are you feeling mentally and physically after partying all weekend? <sighs> I feel okay. You feel okay. okay. Uh, thanks to the power of anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. I, I feel pretty good. I feel exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel fine. 
I'm okay. I'm That's gonna good. make it. I'm just really sad the Dragon Con is over. Well, sometimes you got to expend the dopamine at the moment, and then you know you got to take the sacrifice of not having a bunch of it later on in the week. You know, it's a yeah. trade off. And like drinking far too much beer. Yeah. Well. Oh wait, I did see something really cool. There was that? a Taco Bell there, so it was a bell like in like the bell costume, but the bottom of her dress was a giant fucking taco. That oh. is pretty it good. Was really cool. Man. I want like the real bells were beautiful, but I'm like, you're badass. What's be even better if there was like a chihuahua mash she was wearing. I know. Mm. They had, there were a lot of service dogs there, surprisingly. Really? Could have seen a chihuahua. Yeah, which is service dog. Yeah, I think yeah. that is fucking stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you bring, bring your, your dog, dog there? to that? You that wanted sounds... them to have a heart attack? Yeah, all their dogs were like panting like crazy inside the hotel because there's like seven thousand million people there. Idiots. Yeah, I mean, Rude. that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, as we talked about earlier, we are talking about autopsies today because we're doing the autopsy of Jane Doe and the people that perform them. So all of the autopsy experts. So we're going to edge everyone into this episode with some fun stories. But autopsy, I say fun. That might be the wrong word. depending I think it's on. fun. I, you think it's fun, Macias? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if you do as well. We all research some things about autopsies. So I'm going to let Ash start. you have any stories that you found online that were kind of something stuck out to you? Okay, I found a bunch, but there's one in particular that really I just kept going back to it. Going, yeah. what the fuck? Okay, so it starts with after they x-rayed the body, they found a tube of lipstick in her brain. Cause of death was putting on makeup while driving. Whoa. So this oh. guy transported a 60-year-old woman to the morgue after a severe car accident. She had run into a large tree head-on, 75 miles per hour. Her face was mashed in completely. Ugh. And after they x-rayed the body, they found a tube of lipstick in her fucking brain. It's pretty Damn. incredible. Cause of death was putting on makeup while driving. Lipstick did, in the brain. But did it wow. go through the eye or the, the nose? I feel like it had to go through the nose. Because I mean, I could see. Like you if you're down here, you're doing your thing, and boom. Fucking straight up into your brain. I wonder if her face just got caved in. And then it just went oh, in. And it just, just like smushed in there. Yeah. Mm. What color, you guys put on a lot of lipstick, what color would you want to be <laughs> on your brain if you had to do it? Black. Okay. What color Black? on my brain? Yeah. I don't some know. Nice pink coral, maybe? No, probably red. No, like, red? yeah, like red or like some scarlet. Yeah. I think hers was probably, if she was older, probably like, probably like a light pink. Yeah. Shell Boy. pink. Oof. Well, uh, her brain really got maked up. You know, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> go on to the next one. Um, so I was looking at some different myths, and there's a myth that when you die, your fingernails and your skin, your hair keeps growing. Um, actually, just a myth, like I said, it's uh, caused by dehydration of the skin. The fingernails actually make it look like it's growing. It's not. That said, dead bodies do make noises sometimes after already dying. Yeah. Which is actually that noise a lot of times. Apparently, when flipping dead bodies, uh, coroners say, or let's say a uh, funeral home artist, I call them artists because they're doing God's work with the art, <laughs> uh, they will make these farting sounds and kind of seem like they're alive, which I is kind of funny. That would be so creepy. Oh, yeah. What's not creepy is one of the coroners I read online said that is probably the worst smell in the world <gasps> is a dead <gasps> person's fart smell. Oh, my God. Could you imagine how no. like, moist it is? Gross. I read somewhere that like when they're cremating a fat person, it smells like McDonald's. When you cremate a skinny person, it smells like fireworks. Interesting. I did read Don't Fall Asleep in a Hot Tub. Uh, one story that I read detailed a man that wanted to kill himself. Obviously, uh, you know, if you need to reach out, reach out. But this guy had a bunch of pills, took some alcohol, 
and he ended up in his hot tub where he wanted to pass away, which is all fine and well for the guy that gets to pass away in the hot tub, because that's probably super comfortable if you're just kind of like hot, you know, kind of fading into whatever you took, probably some pain pills and some shots of whiskey. That sounds kind of awesome, but just think about it. He had no friends. The neighbors got called because he had a fenced-in uh, area. They went to the hot tub, and they went, I don't know how many days later, but apparently they described it as, like, quote, unquote, sort of a crockpot of dead body stew. That's so cool. Oh, my God. Like, it was spread. Like, it wasn't, no. it was no longer solid. Yeah, I, I read, or I was listening to This American Life. It was a pretty old one. That's the second reference to This American Life this episode. I know. Why? You're was, welcome, Ira. I'll yeah. never forget it. This guy was talking about his job was, like, cleaning up death. So people would, like, call him. And he would have to, like, go clean up dead bodies. So, like, he saw, like, an old man once. And, like, he wasn't found for, like, a while. And it was the summer. So he'd, like, melted. Like, he oh. was just molten. The blob. <laughs> onto, like, the couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, just liquid. Apparently, in this situation, they were seeing the cleanup crew. Because there are cleanup crews for suicides, homicides. They were even puking. Because they were like, what the fuck? What do you, like, strain it? Like, you get some colanders oh, yeah. and, like, get all the body parts out? You think the landlord resold that with the hot tub functional? Uh, I would hope the guy owned the house. It. I don't I know. know. Some other stuff I found, I went to the deep, dark corner of Reddit because I wanted to find some, some fun ones. And the, the question that was posed in some of these threads was basically, um, any coroner or medical professionals that deal with death, what have you seen? Um, so I'm going to read some of these with their username. This is from Kilroy77. Uh, this person said, my grandmother had a friend who was attending medical school at the University of Pennsylvania. She and her fellow classmates were scheduled for a cadaver class where the donated bodies were used. My grandmother's friend and her partner were assigned a body at the end of a rather large classroom. When removing the sheet from the assigned cadaver, they discovered that this was her aunt who had died two weeks previous and had donated her body to science. Oh, How God. fuck would that be? Uh, Could you imagine that? No. That's just... Ooh, okay, on to the next one. You guys ready for another flash one? Yes. This is from Honey Badger Girl. Okay. But it's girl. not girl, it's G-R-R-L, so I don't know if that's girl. girl. Another time, because this was an additional story I pulled this from, they got a call from women's neighbors that they hadn't seen her in days and her car hadn't moved and the mail was piling up. They went over to check it out. When they got there, they found that she had hung herself from her high vaulted ceiling. By the time anyone arrived, days later, her neck had snapped and the skin was stretched. Her neck was about five feet long <gasps> and her knees were on the floor. Oh Whoa. my God. That no. would be fucking creepy That's to look like, at. Yeah. That is the scariest image ever. Nope. That's like some no. body dysmorphia. I wish I could Google that and find it. I know. There was no picture because it's probably a fake story anyway because on Reddit. Right. But God damn it. You never, well, you never know. Are you guys ready for this last one? That's, and that's probably gonna stick with me. I'm gonna have fucking nightmares, and I'm gonna call you in that's the middle fine. of the night. Bitch. Please do it. I sleep heavy. I don't even wake up. <laughs> uh, this is the best username, best story I could find. This is from Fucktard420. Perfect. So you know he's definitely telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, quote: I asked a coworker who used to work as a coroner's assistant a similar question. He said that one time they were called out to a suicide of an elderly man who lived alone and was sort of a recluse. While cutting out his organs, he came across an 18-inch wooden dildo. Apparently, the poor old man had let the dildo get away from him, and instead of going through the embarrassment of getting it removed, he decided to just shoot himself in the front yard. That is fucking sad. That was real heavy. Okay, first of all, 18-inch. Second of all, wood. I don't understand why a wooden dildo would exist. Why? Well, I do know that they have recovered wooden dildos in the Rome era, but, like, that's a long time ago. Yeah. I knew I someone know. that put a broomstick up his ass. Yeah? Yeah. But you probably pull back out. Yeah, but just, I don't know. I don't, ugh. I mean, Why? that's just, I, I, 
that's how oh, it can happen. I don't want to bring this up, but I've also heard the stories of, you know, girls masturbating with a broomstick and then like oh jumping off the uh. something, a counter, and then just going and paling them. Could you imagine that? No. Because I don't oh know what that God. would feel like. I mean, because even in like the 1800s, dildos were made out of like leather. Yeah. Not wood. I don't know. Ugh. I mean, this I'm one was made out of wood. It was 18 inches and it was in this guy's asshole. Maybe he made it himself and he didn't even want to go to the store to buy one because he was so ashamed. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I had an 18-inch dildo, Oof. I might shoot myself in my front yard. Yeah. Maybe the backyard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Just pay for sex. Yeah. Or just that. I mean, or just, you know, go on go on Tinder, go on Old Man Bumble or something. and just Grinder. You know, old Man Grinder. Old Man Grinder and, you know, go for it. Oof. I don't know about you guys, but I think we've gotten all jazzed up for this episode. A little bit excited. I'm a little bit horny, turned on, ready to get Ooh, into this autopsy God. kind of stuff. Right? I don't know about right? that. Right? And I'm really excited to talk about a movie that none of us had seen um, so thanks, Lost Man, again, for pointing out a movie that came out in 2016. It's so pretty recent. Ash, can you explain to listeners who haven't seen this what's going on in the movie, spoilers included, and to any listeners that have seen it, maybe they saw it back in 2016, almost two years ago, what's actually going on in the autopsy of Jane Doe? Yes, I can. So this supernatural horror thriller starts out with a brutal murder scene of which it looks like a couple was trying to escape their home with no success. And to make matters worse, there is an unidentified naked woman half buried in their basement. Also, do people like just dig up their basements randomly? I feel like all horror movies, not all horror movies, uh, a large amount of horror movies uh, starts with someone digging in their basement or what? people try to hide people. I've never heard of that. I mean, I can't they, think of one. And I thought it was in like the backyard. I didn't. It was weird to me that it was in the basement. I literally thought they shone a light on the backyard, but I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna bury someone. I'm not burying in my basement. No. Because then you can't use the fucking basement. You know. Well, All I mean, you could cement everywhere. over it. Yeah. yeah but could. then you always know there's someone under you. I would do it outside. I would do it outside, like a outdoor patio, concrete area. Just like burn them. Yeah. Anyway. The problem with well. Or just like I watch an Ozark, yeah, throw them in a hole and burn them alive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not alive, but you know. So Sheriff Sick Burke fuck. immediately takes the body to the local coroner pleading for a cause of death by morning. Please tell me you guys recognize the sheriff. Yeah, yes. Lord Shithead. Okay. From Bolton House. I so was wondering why he looked so familiar. Uh, do you got Game it? Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones. He said it. Yeah. Lord, Lord Bolton. Bolton. Lord yeah, Shithead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy of Bastard Ramsay. The Dick Eater. Yeah, he's an Irish actor. Uh, Michael McElhatton. That Interesting. Is a cute name. Yeah. So, anyways, so the morgue is this cute little family-owned business run by Tommy and his son Austin. Macias, did Tommy look familiar to you? Wait, Tommy is the dad? Yeah. He plays in one of your favorite Halloween movies as the neighbor. Two hints. His name oh, in the movie. Treat. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. You're right. That, nice. was, that was Trick well or Treat. And he was the sheriff in Super Troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like a renowned Shakespearean actor that yes. has gotten, uh, I think, an Academy Award, to be honest. He, he's pretty renowned for what he did. He was in Running With Scissors, too, I think, as the yeah. therapist, I believe. Anyway. Yep. Scottish actor Brian Cox. Yeah. Cox. Cox. And, of course, Austin is the ever-so-adorable Emil Hirsch. My personal mm -hmm. faves of his movies are Into the Wild, Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys, and Milk. He was in Milk? A little gay boy. He was also in uh, Girl Next Door. Yes. Oh, Real cute movie. Alicia yes. Cuthbert. Yes, not the uh, horror, but the comedy. Yeah. Interesting enough, uh, he played someone in this movie that was supposed to be in college. He's a 30-year-old, so I thought that was another one of these examples He's of like, what the fuck? He's got one of those faces, though. Yeah, I couldn't tell how old he was supposed to be. And I don't know if you were going to mention this, but I did read that Brian Cox was against Gore. 
Oh. So, like, uh, um, I watched an interview with Emil Hirsch and the director, Andre, and they were talking about how when they brought him on, uh, Emil initially, or however you say his name, Emil, Emilia, whatever, uh, sat down and showed him an autopsy video. He's like, yo, come over here, Brian. And he knew he was, like, a, you know, afraid of gore. And he showed it to him, and he, like, freaked out, like, what the fuck is this? And then, like, four days later, Emil started uh, seeing him, like, staring off into the distance. And he's like, hey, what's, what's wrong, Brian? He's like, I've just... I've just been thinking a lot about what you showed me. Uh. And, like, it stuck with him. And it took him even a while with this, like, uh, the actress that played uh, the dead body in this movie for him to be comfortable even being, like, as a mortician because it, it's just so much because he was a gore, not gorephobia, if you will, because that's uh, open spaces, but he did not like blood. Yeah, I read an interview where Hirsch talks about how... He says, I went to the Los Angeles County morgue and saw hundreds of bodies. I got a tour and it was traumatizing. We really? watched a lot of autopsy videos and heard a lot of grisly stories. Ryan and I were just mostly focused on the technical side more than anything. So he said that he loved working with Brian Cox. Like they had this like natural chemistry and it was so easy to like perform as actors together, but that they were both really into like selling it that they were medical examiners. You kind of see it throughout because they're pretty good with the, the yeah, lingo. They seem like legit. Yeah. I was going to say, what did you guys think? I thought they were pretty fucking believable. Yeah, they were good. It I'm jealous they got to do those uh, tours. Well, yeah. about that tour, because he also mentioned this. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. As civilians, I don't know. Well, that's true. But the, in this interview, he was talking about going on that tour, and he said that the, uh, the director of the, the mortuary, the morgue, whatever you want to call it, uh, that's... The L.A. morgue is apparently the busiest morgue in the world. And when he went, there was 400 fresh bodies. Whoa. Which is fucking bizarre. And he said it looked like a uh, catacombs mm -hmm. with just 400 bodies. He, well, actually, he said it looked like Costco, but just dead bodies. Holy so like on fuck. racks, on racks, on racks, on racks. Whoa. Which, I can imagine that, though. The crime rate down there is really fucking high. But he, but he also said he went from seeing or had never seen a dead body to seeing 400, which is just like, oh, that's crazy over simulation. I, we, I would love to go Ugh. to yeah. Atlanta's morgue. I mean, I think so until I actually go, and then I think I would be grossed out. I yeah. love Emil Hirsch even more now. Yeah. Really getting into character there. Um, so once they started cutting into this Jane Doe, they're confused that though her insides are super fucked, there's no visible signs of trauma on the outside. However, the gray eyes and the cutout tongue, that fucking did it for me. I don't know. Did that freak you out at all? The gray eyes, I just thought of a blind person. It didn't really scare me. Yeah. I, with the tongue, that's when I started thinking like foul play. Yeah. Well, that and like the broken ankles and broken wrists. Well, I mean, was... she was buried, so I think that whole yeah. thing is like Maybe foul she play. just uh, fell on the stairs. So, Naked. Yeah. yeah. And so once they found the woman's tooth wrapped in the weird cloth with the symbols on it in her stomach, shit starts getting weird. The corpses get out of their drawers. The lights shatter. A storm rages. And Daddy Tommy gets his ass kicked in the dark by some figure that you can't really see. Which we assume is one of the dead bodies that's coming. Oh, yeah. You know what? I thought, I thought it was like a devil creature because it was black. But I'm like, it was probably the burn victim that was in there. Because yeah. they had a burn victim on the table. That that part where all the corpses get out of their drawers was really fucking creepy. Is this like yeah. a, it's like a 10-second thing yeah. where it's, it's all black and you hear the drawers come out. And then you, it shows kind of when it's panning up that all yeah. the drawers are empty. That's yep. what gave me chills. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. And the dad was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like He's like, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. So at this point, the father and son realize they need to burn the body, but the corpse will not 
Fern, and they learn that Jane Doe is actually still alive. At this part in the movie, things turn in a way I did not expect. I don't know. Um, I didn't expect, but I liked it a yeah. lot. So Jane Doe is tortured and burned in the Salem Witch Trials and is seeking revenge on anyone that encounters her. What did you guys think of that plot twist? I liked it a lot. I totally didn't see it coming. It was a twist, and I liked the connection to the Salem Witch Trials. What I did not like, or what maybe I liked and was not thinking about it, is that these were some innocent uh, victims mm. in this movie, and no one survives. And it's very odd to me that generally in horror movies, you don't have people that die that don't, des- that don't deserve it. All's and, fair in love and war and horror. Well, I mean, Oof. but this one's weird because, like, it's it's morticians that weren't trying. They're trying to find out what happened to this girl. Yeah. They're not, like, part of the not, problem. No. She didn't give a fuck. Well, yeah. obviously. I hate that she didn't come. I thought at one point she was going to come alive, and she never did. Yeah. So, basically, when Tommy decides the only way his son will survive is if he sacrifices himself to the witch, and then he convinces Austin to stab him and put him out of his misery, you think, oh, that's enough. She's going to stop being a bitch now. Mm-hmm. Wait no. for that M. Night Shyamalan twist coming yeah, up. didn't happen. And, you know, unfortunately, chaos doesn't end here. And Austin thinks he hears the sheriff and goes upstairs. And no, it's just like a hallucination of his dad's corpse. So he fucking falls off of a banister. Yeah, that's a size. bitch way to die. He could have died a little bit better. But don't yeah. worry. Before that, he already uh, killed his ex-girlfriend. Now she's dead. His, uh, yeah, his uh, dad killed her. So do yeah. you guys think that actually happened? Or what do you, you think that was another hallucination? I don't know because she was still lying there. Like if the body would have been gone, I would have thought it was, I was waiting for it to be a hallucination and the body to disappear. But it was still lying there once they got out of the elevator. Oh, That's a good okay. point. That I mean, stressed me out. I was like, burn her. Like just get rid of the trace. You didn't mean to. Just put her in the incinerator. I don't know. He was in a bad place in yeah. general because that's going to go all on him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So when the cops arrive, they're faced with yet another unexplainable crime scene. The father and son are dead, and Jane Doe's corpse looks untouched. And as they transferred the woman to the next morgue, you see, like, the final scene where, like, her, like, toe Toe twitches. twitches. And on the radio, it changes from whatever the guy is listening to to some creepy-ass old song you hear in the movie. But what's funny is it changes from, like, a religious station, which I thought was funny because she's a witch and she probably doesn't want to hear that shit. She's like, let's let's switch off this god shit and go to this. What was also interesting is the song they kept using, the really creepy song, was done by a child's choir. Uh, and it was, like, slowed down by, like, 25 beats per minute to make it even creepier, which is cool. What I yeah. want to know, though, is, like, there was not radio during the Salem Witch Trial. So what was the significance of the song? Just a creepy fucking song. I think a creepy song, and I think it signified every time that she tried to stop them from doing something, that she would try to play that a mm. few times. And the radio kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say it was, like, the, the medium of... Uh, manipulation if you will Mm -hmm. because at the end it switches back to normal and it says like it's been sunny here for four days yet they've been in a storm yeah that was a fucking mind fuck um so who's the jane doe in real life this actress is olwen Catherine kelly and if i'm gonna be honest she's kind of a jane doe in hollywood oh yeah she's not well known she's been in about three other films that i don't think you would know but she is a professional model um she regardless like she played an exceptional and beautiful corpse i mm-hmm. would say she had nice boobs yeah also yeah. can we talk yeah. about how fucking difficult it must have been to lie dead still and naked during the whole shooting like i couldn't do it yeah 
personal no. life. I heard she had some some uh, help from her physical activity. Yeah, she uh, in an interview she said, at the time I was doing quite a lot of yoga and meditation, which sounds a bit ridiculous, but it really did help. Even when I started doing yoga and meditating, I couldn't do it for longer than a minute before my mind started getting bored. And of course, when you start getting bored and you're trying to lie still, you're inadvertently starting to twitch. So it did help. Shallow breathing and overall being calm. Everyone said on set that she made them feel calm and like better. Yeah. Like working with her. Like, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like acting around this person who's laying naked who's on a yeah, fucking but table. ass naked and super hot. Yeah. How? How do you not get a boner? I don't know. And they were like right over her, right over her tit, like just so close to her body the whole time. Who made this? Who made this? Well, we talked about him earlier. Andre Ovridal, which is probably the, the wrong way to pronounce this, but he's a Norwegian director. Doesn't have the longest resume. And in general, we're just going to start off. I'm going to come from the top. Other than Brian Cox and this Emil Hirsch dude, not anyone else really has a large resume on this. Not Emma, his girlfriend, not the director or the writers. But with this director, Andre, he, before this, had done some different movies, but the most popular movie he did was a Norwegian dark fantasy movie called Troll Hunter. Pretty popular Weird. in the horror community. It's good. Like, I'm, uh, I I was watching it the other day, actually. If you haven't seen it, please do. It's about some Norwegian kids that go with a troll hunter, and they actually find trolls, and it's actually pretty cool. It's well done. You yeah, know? I need to rewatch it. I never saw the whole thing. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. It's, it's definitely worth a watch. It's on Netflix. But um, the only other thing I saw about Andre, the director, is uh, something I'm super excited about. Uh, ladies, did you ever read the book, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So if you haven't before, you should pick it up. If you have any children, it's a great introduction to horror for a child. It's basically 10 to 12 really creepy stories and some urban legends mixed in. And I think the best thing is the illustrations in it. Yeah. I think you actually had it as a kid. I, I think I remember reading it at your house because I definitely didn't have it. They even had them in like school libraries. I think they had Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah. They would sell them as well. Yeah. But it's some creepy. F- I remember one picture that still creeps me out. But all that said is Andre, our director, will be directing a movie from this book that's wow. coming out in 2019. That's about a awesome. bunch of kids that have to fight against evil to uh, save the town. So hopefully it's R and not PG or PG-13. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that was a lot um, of what I found about Andre. So why did he do this movie? Well, Andre got a lot of positive publicity for Troll Hunter, but because the movie was a found footage movie, he started being lumped in as like a found footage director which he really didn't want to do. He, Not that he didn't want to do it, but he didn't want to be stereotyped as that mm-hmm. type of director. So he started working on some bigger projects, but they all have that kind of same like dark comedy fantasy tinge to them. Um, and Macias, you've seen Troll Hunter. It's not necessarily horror. It's kind of has some comedy to it. It's it's dark, I guess, dark fantasy, if you will. I, wa- I was not really paying attention when I watched it. All I remember is it was like dark the whole time and there were like kids backpacking somewhere. Yeah, well, it wasn't... It wasn't super creepy, but he started getting lumped into the, that kind of weird found footage mm-hmm. sometimes, a dark fantasy sometimes. He ended up working on a movie, which I actually would love if they made it, had the coolest name. It was called Carpe Demon. Perfect. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't pan out. They never made it after two years of working on it, which kind of sucks. And around that time, get this, bringing our horror influence, a movie we haven't covered and we need to cover, uh, he watched The Conjuring. Now, I don't know if he watched The Conjuring when it came out, but he watched it. And he thought it was a return to classic horror. He thought it was one of the best things to happen to horror in the midst of a lot of stale things that were going on. And I actually would agree. Yeah. I love The Conjuring yeah. as a movie. I think me and Macias actually saw it yeah, together. It, was, it came out on my birthday, I think. 
Yeah, and it's I think it's a great movie. Um, but he called James Wan the modern day master of horror wow. at the time because he did The Conjuring, The Conjuring Two, Insidious. He's done a lot of good movies. Yeah. Um, so after seeing this, he called his agent, and was like, "Yo, dog, I just want to do a pure horror movie. That's classic. That's it. Yeah. I don't want I don't want a slasher. I want like a a very well written, smart script you can give me." So about a month later, he gets sent an autopsy of Jane Doe. Um, and this movie was previously, or the screenplay, the script was on the blacklist. And what does that mean? Uh, the blacklist uh, in this context means a movie that was unproduced, but really, really popular. So it was, but why didn't anyone buy it? I don't know if it was how long it had been on the list mm. or if people had looked at it, to be honest. And he falls in love immediately. Um, he adored the writing, the feel of the movie, and how it had a supernatural feel while not just being, like I said, another teen getting chased around movie. Um, he actually stated in an interview that he thinks that anyone could have directed the movie because the script was already so mature, well-structured, and smart. So he was already like, you know, I I, I, I am doing this right now, but anybody could fucking do this. Give it to fucking M. Night Shyamalan yeah. and have him not fuck it up. But I think the production quality was really good in this movie, too. Yeah, I think definitely. that's what like, kept me really interested. I was like, wow, this is like a... Like a really good like new horror movie. It's hard to come by. I was a lot. surprised I hadn't seen it because like yeah. like you guys are saying, it was very well produced. Uh, the only time I thought it looked a little shitty is when the fire when they set it on fire. Yeah, and it spread in the oh, ceiling. Yeah. I was like, that's some bad CGI mm. right there. Uh, whatever. Get Tom Savini to put some gasoline <laughs> on the fucking ceiling and do it for real. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the writers and how good the screenplay, the script was, we have Ian Goldberg and Richard Nying. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Nying. Ooh, seems it like it. Nying? Very aggressive. Nying or Nying. I don't know. Um, but like I said earlier, a bunch of lesser known names. So we're not going to go too much into them. Ian Goldberg did a lot of TV before this movie and not even really flashy TV shows that are cool. He did like Criminal Minds, oh, Once Upon a Time. That's a good one. Yeah, but everyone's done Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds is like the fucking slut yeah, show okay. for writers. Fair. Um, he did the canceled Terminator show, so that wasn't great. Mm. Um, he's also currently writing for AMC's show Fear of the Walking Dead, which is a spinoff of The Walking Dead. I'm not a big fan of it, but the other writer for this movie, Richard Nying, <laughs> has done similar credits and is also working on the Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, and it seemed overall that as they wrote this and as it came out, they've gotten a lot of better roles since then, um, which makes sense because, uh, you know, they, they write something like this that so gets picked up and put out that's pretty popular. And we're going to talk about critical reception in a second. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it played really well for them. Yeah, um, this is a resume builder for sure. Yeah, and I think you're getting the drift so far. But this movie wasn't uh, made by a lot of people that had a lot of things going on aside from the, the top two leads. Because when we're talking about special effects, I think the fact that they used actually a real actress like... Uh, Ash was saying, and not a dummy or not prosthetics was a great idea. Yeah. And uh, the director always wanted Olwen Kelly, um, the corpse, to be able to connect with the audience as a human, even though she has no lines. They could have very easily done a, done a really nice prosthetic, made-up dummy. I think that would have, no. I don't, I don't think that would have done the trick, no. How did they make her look like she wasn't breathing? Because she wasn't breathing, probably. He probably was doing like some hold your breath, shallow uh, breaths, meditation. If you don't have too many shots of just like straight on her face, you know? Yeah. You just quick uh, shots. Do you think that like fly actually came out of her nose? Do you think that was CGI? Probably CGI. I yeah. would have laughed. I mean, I feel like that would have tickled hardcore. Oh. Yeah. But that was a, a great example of practical effects, I thought. They could have done something with CGI. Yeah. They could have done something with uh, 
I don't know, like a prosthetic body. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I looked it up. Scott McIntyre is listed as a special effects supervisor. He worked on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Enemy of the Gates, two movies I've never seen, but I've heard I need to see. I'm not probably going to see them. They're not horror movies. Don't <laughs> remind me. Um, and he did a great job with constructing the whole corpse, the makeup on the corpse, especially that gunshot guy. Ooh. Yeah, that was creepy. That was brutal. I have a little uh, neg at the movie right now. My neg is, uh, that's a negative for a pickup artist, uh, is that they didn't show the gunshot guy enough no. for how cool he looked. I wanted to yeah. see, like, yeah, I wanted to see a close-up of him. Because he had, like, a hole in his face. Yeah. yeah and it looked, it looked good for the split second I paused it and looked at the fucking, like, the makeup and the mask. That's scary. Yeah. When the, when the girlfriend was going to, she wanted to look at the dead body, um, and the guy was, and um, Tommy and Austin were like, or Austin was like, you shouldn't do it. Don't look at that. Like, there's something you can't come back from. I was kind of scared. I was like, I don't want to see it. What's under that cloth? But do you want to see I mean, I do, but I don't. And then you hear the bell ring. Yeah. Perfect Ooh. fake scare in a movie. What was up with the old lady with the stitched mouth? Why was her mouth stitched? Uh, I think that's just kind of what happens yeah, when I forgot you get what they put said to for death. She's mesothelioma. Mesothelioma. I'm not even trying to do that. This is like me trying to say telepathy last time. But that's what it was on the card, the placard. I read. Yeah, why, why what does that, that happen? Any resident, a coroners, or morticians on the podcast, uh, let us know why you potentially stitch up any mouth, because I don't know why you do that as well. Yeah. Other um, than for, like, creep factor, you want to scare your, like, colleagues. Yeah. Did you guys notice anything else as far as special effects in the movie? They did a really good job of shrouding everything in literal smoke, so you didn't see a lot. Yeah. That kind of made it a little more creepy, though. Which yeah, did. Definitely. Because we've talked about it before. That uh, we, at least myself, would rather see less of a monster in uh-huh. flashes mm-hmm. than all of the monster all the time. Yeah, like when he was going to the air duct at the beginning, I rewound like three times to try to get a glimpse. Shows of, like, nothing. What? Yeah, I was yeah. trying to see what he was seeing, and he, there it wasn't. That was a really sad scene, by the way. Oh yeah, I hated that. More pet death. What oh if, my god. What if? At that point, they merge with Pet Cemetery, and then they're walking to you know go do Pet Cemetery, and then on shift comes the doctor from Pet Cemetery. But here's the thing: he what die. if Fuck it him. was all a hallucination, and they snapped that cat's neck just because they wanted to put it out of its misery? But it was all a hallucination. The cat really wasn't hurt. That's, That's true. what confused me with this oh, movie: is the amount yeah. of like hallucinations versus truth. Yeah, which I think is genius. I don't know though, because I mean, you look at the court where the corpses were, and all of they were all open. So it's like, well, the, they were empty. There was nothing in it. Was that a hallucination? I don't know. But Or the corpse was really in it. When the sheriff gets there, you see that the drawers are filled back with the corpses because yeah. he checks the drawers and you see their feet. And you're and like, everything is like, well, everything is back to normal. The witch just said like mischief managed and everything went back to normal. <laughs> and then she's going on to the next town. But even the sheriff was like, I don't want this bitch in yeah, my town anymore. Yeah, he's like, get her that. out of my county. He knew. Take him to Marietta. Yeah, he knew some shit was weird. I really like to um, the skin when they peeled her skin oh, back yeah. and it had all that. the fucking satanic or witch writing inside of it. That was really fucking See, cool. Initially, I thought that it was like a torched body that whoever was like torturing her just put new skin on her, like on top of her skin. Oh, wow. I did not think that I deep about it. I thought it was pretty funny when they did the Leviticus 
read, mm-hmm. and they found out it was actually a, a Bible verse. Mm-hmm. If that Bible verse would have been about shellfish and not ingesting yes. shellfish, yes. and it was or something like super mundane, with another man. or like, oh, she used the wrong type of fabric. Yeah, you yeah. Because you know Leviticus is uh, rife if you're a Christian with <sighs> some very bullshit great rules. bullshit Absurd. rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I scoured the internet to try and find how much they spent to make this movie, but no dice. I read a Forbes article, and it said the budget was unreported, but they estimated it at one to two million. Kind of like everything else we had to research. Yeah, there was not a lot. Like, I checked so many different sites, and nobody, like, not one site could tell me how much was spent on the movie. Or maybe they spent way too much money, and they're embarrassed about the return. To be honest, I didn't know this movie even came out in theaters. I didn't know, yeah. Did it? I never heard of it. It did. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So I read somewhere else that it grossed six million worldwide, Ooh. which is a pretty small number. So mo- most of it was not domestic. Most of it was worldwide uh, gross. But if the budget was really as low as the estimated one to two million, I'd say they made out okay. Yeah, it's Damn. a good turnover. But at the same time, it's like it's interesting to see. I don't know such a well-produced movie not yeah. make that much because yeah. there's one set location, so you don't have to even worry about spending blowing your load on fucking a bunch of other actors you know, yeah blow your load on this location like yeah there wasn't much special effects that's true um well some people think that the movie was made to be more of an on-demand movie rather than having a huge box office success that's like like uh like direct tv right now or like veronica Netflix. or something yeah like i was thinking of raw where uh, that makes sense it was a good movie it was raw Bitch. Well, both. I mean, both were. I'm just saying, like, I don't think those movies any lesser than I think of like a regular, well-produced. No, yeah, movie like I don't see the difference in like a, I don't know, maybe a blockbuster like The Meg or something. That's obviously but a lot of money was spent. I would rather watch this than The Meg. I have proof. Yeah. I watched both this weekend. Fuck The Meg compared to this movie. Yeah, there also just wasn't a lot of marketing done for it. Uh, so they did. Yeah. They just they didn't really try that hard. It seems. But do you need marketing when you have Brian Cox? Well, I guess not. It, it seems like most of the people that were writing, directing, no offense, were like a little bit more amateur. But now a Troll Hunter? But this was also his second like big project after Troll Hunter. So, I mean, I understand that, you know, wasn't like, you know, he's playing with house money doing this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And also there were just like a couple locations they used. Uh, one of the f- movie was filmed at a place called Home Farm in Kent, England, which is an American style house that's just used for film and photography. In England? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, the whole movie was filmed in England. I mean, a lot of the actors were like Scottish and Irish and English. Weird question though. In uh, I want to go back and look in their cars and see if they actually had cars that had right hand steering wheels or not. Oh yeah, that's kind of a stupid thing. But if any of our listeners want to go back and like rewind and see if they actually went to that detail yeah. of making sure it was like consistent because i i totally bought it was in america yeah yeah i totally Same. did too i we know did. i was surprised when i looked it up and i saw it was all uh england i mean what did uh what are the critics uh, it has an 86 on rotten tomatoes and Ooh, a 6.8 out of 10 on imdb Damn, those are gr- great scores yeah it won best for a feature when it debuted in 2016 at ifc's film festival fantastic fest nice so it started out with a bang. I mean, well, it's a small bang, but still. It's yeah. IFC. Also, yeah. IFC is uh, the After Dark stuff they have is yeah. actually pretty good. They've oh, been investing heavily into yeah. producing. Yeah. That's what I was, um, when I was reading up about it, they were saying that, because IFC is associated with AMC, which is associated, or they put out Shudder. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking as far as like an on-demand movie, like putting it on something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, before and Netflix it's on and all that shit, I used to watch IFC for like horror movies. Yeah. 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 So it seemed like the right place to debut it for sure. 
Uh, one Boston Globe critic said it's a lean horror flick that manages to creep us out even before getting to the part that's meant to be truly unsettling. Agreed. Yeah. And even Stephen King loved the movie. He tweeted, The autopsy of Jane Doe. Visceral horror to rival Alien and early Cronenberg. Watch it, but not alone. Whoa. That's a fucking jerk off if I've seen one. I yeah. mean, that's a pretty good praise. The King of Horror? That's yes. kind of a big... That's a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, look what Stephen King says about our president. Compared to what he's saying about an autopsy of Jane Doe. What I does just, he say? I don't know. But a president? Yeah, I'm sure he never, fucking, oh, hates he never fucking hates him. <laughs> yeah, the only people that didn't like this movie, and even some positive reviewers seem to agree that the movie's second half wasn't as good as the first half. Because it got supernatural and witchy. I mean, I guess so. So a critic from Black Girl Nerd... A critic from Black Girl Nerds wrote, It burns me when a film starts with such promise to fail when wrapping up its ending. Unfortunately, the autopsy of Jane Doe is a huge letdown. I disagree. Hmm. I get what she's saying because it definitely takes a different avenue. Yeah. Immediately. It kind of wraps up too quick to me. It could have been longer. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it could have kept going on. I just didn't really know what they were going to do with him dying and then yeah. killed the guy <laughs> off. It's like yeah. now both of our protagonists are dead. Yeah, and yeah. like you could have like... Made him suffer a little bit more, Austin, the kid. Maybe he breaks both of his ankles when he falls down and gets some of her suffering, but then he gets out and then I we see him in trial. I don't know. Yeah, or if you're going to go with the supernatural route, at least make her like get off the table and yeah. like, walk out of the room like, bitch, I'm back. Yes. Well, you know, I see. I think her having done nothing is the scariest part. Yeah, you're right. Because she has so oh, much power she that she wields on. Yeah. that she doesn't even need to fucking get up. And yeah. She can fucking control dead bodies. It's true, yeah. but that's like fucking boring. Like, you're just going to lay there for yeah. your whole fucking life. Oh, you she sound like my ex. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, and her <laughs> eyes turn from gray to brown. That was it. Those were all her parlor tricks. She kind of has yeah. like a little bit of a smirk at the end, too. Or did I, I didn't, make that up? I didn't notice that. I made that up. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, one re- reviewer also described his problem with the second half is that it has too many horror cliches. But what horror like cliches? What? I didn't see I don't any know. black people being yeah. killed. No, yeah, exactly. Some things like the virgin dies first or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just didn't. I love horror, so I just oh. I don't have a problem with it. Okay. I didn't see anything that was like, a oh trope? my god, this is like every other movie. I don't know. I didn't either. If anything, I saw this was not like a lot of movies because there was no one that survived and there was no chance for anyone to survive the yeah, whole time. Usually somebody survives in like a classic horror movie, but not this one. Yeah, and like I read the reviews before I had watched the movie and I was kind of looking for, okay, how is it going to be like a typical horror? And I was like, I don't fucking see it because I didn't figure out, I didn't see any of that coming. Yeah, neither. Hey, Revere, you're an idiot. Get your facts straight. Re- watch more horror movies. Yeah, but like I said, even the positive reviews, like some of them were talking about the second half. And I'm like, well, I, I just, can understand. I oh, because it is that. a horror movie. No. It got, it got like a, I don't know. Well, I think also if you're thinking that it's going to be more of like through life, and then it, like you're thinking you're going to find a killer or something like that, and then all of a sudden it goes supernatural. It kind of like, like so fall- what. Yeah, The Exorcist was a great movie. That was supernatural. Yeah, you some also people just aren't into that. Potentially, though. people just aren't into not seeing a real villain in the movie because mm-hmm. you don't really see a lot of the characters mm-hmm. at all. It's a lot of subtle uh, flashes. Like there is never a battle between anyone. But I mean, she doesn't get up. You don't ever really see in full vision any of like the dead people hitting anybody. It's kind of just self-inflicted wound. That's why it's scary. No, that's why I agree. That's yeah. why it's great. But if you're not like, if you don't like believe in like supernatural or anything like, oh, everybody does, no matter what they tell you. I'm but just sure. saying. Then 
it could fall flat like oh it's like me when i watch alien movies i'm like oh you brought an alien in don't even tell me you don't right. believe in supernatural life or no, no, aliens no. outside saying, of the universe mm, i'm saying when i watch a movie that i don't know that is it's a horror movie but then it turns out to be about aliens i'm kind of like oh you don't believe in aliens Oh, I, Jesus. Don't, I don't know. If Come I'd, on, the universe is huge. That's I just huge. don't like those kind of movies. I went to a planetarium on Friday night, and I'll tell you, the universe is fucking huge. I believe you. I'm the not the biggest planetarium in the southeast. I'm just saying, when I'm watching a movie and I don't realize it's an alien movie, and then I find out halfway through that it's an alien movie, I'm like, fart. Well, Ridley Scott has some Do words you guys not for have you. S- yeah, certain horror movies that like. Once you realize, like, it's about, like, a genre of horror that you're not into, you're like, I don't uh. like puppets. Okay. This that's, is, that's, that works. The weird thing is, like, I love slasher movies, but, like, I don't really, I'm like, oh, it's a real person. Like, you can be killed. Yeah. Okay. That's scary. I could kill real. you. I, I, I know. I agree with Macias. It doesn't scare me because yeah. that's one fictional person. It doesn't make sense. Like People I have weapons. There are chainsaws. There's fire. We like, used to I cover true crime, and they weren't even that crazy when you did true crime. It was you know random people. Sure, I guess yeah, I'm just gonna know. roll the dice on this one. True crime scares me. Well, yeah. But I it's like know. most real crime, like ha- people have some kind of reason, motivation behind it. Yeah. The, I mean, it's creepy when they're just like, I'm just killing for fucking no reason. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't happen often. No, it does not. What, what are we going to end this with? Ash, do you have any taglines? I do. I have one. You have a one? There's only one. I was there only one? I don't hate it. Are you okay. ready? I haven't heard it, but go. Everybody has a secret. That's not, good. Yeah. It's a pretty bad. good one. It's not everybody. It's every body has a secret. Yeah, that's what he says in the movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good little like uh, wordplay, if you will. If anyone ever saw this poster, then they probably would have seen it. But I don't think anyone even saw that tagline. Yeah, and I'm like, this is probably the best tagline we've had in fucking a long time. weeks. <laughs> yeah, in a while. I forgot yeah. what predators were, but they weren't fucking great. No. That cemetery wasn't either. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, guys, we're gonna take a little break for a second and then get back to you guys with the ratings. Okay, okay, it's on to the ratings, thoughts, and data to catch any new listeners up. Because this is my favorite section. We're going to grade the movie for 11 different horror variables. So let's just get right into it. For jump scares, we rated a 60%. I'm not opposed to that. No, it was pretty jumpy. Yeah, I I definitely jumped at least three times. It's a higher than average thing. Uh, again, I watched it by myself in my girlfriend's apartment, and it scared me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, soundtrack. We didn't talk much about it. There wasn't much to be said, and it was like a pretty typical horror soundtrack. Yeah. Um, or score, if you will, 53%. Yeah, Perfect. that's fair. It's average. Gore, again, not much gore going on. There was a few stabs, but there wasn't I mean, a lot like pouring gunshot out. gunshot face. Other, yeah, and other than that, I mean, just like the whole... Some people say this movie is like really gory in the reviews that I read. Ow. Because they're Cats? dissecting a, a body. Oh. Yeah. You know? I don't, you see, I don't know if all of us like even like put that in. Because no. that, that's, yeah, that's the job. We think of like the action of like killing something or injuring something. It's like going or to like blood just... Birding. Yeah. Go to a fast food restaurant. Tell me, try to tell me that's animal cruelty. Yeah. You know? So why I don't eat animals. Back. Well, I do. Except when I'm hungover. Shock value, 53%. Again, we're on the average here. Yeah. Not much we can say about that. Suspense, we got this one, 80%. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think suspense. we all agree. They had that. You're, you're constantly thinking, what the fuck's going on with yeah. this? You know, looking mm-hmm. behind them in the elevator. Why are you going back outside? And there's smoke. You got this stuff going on. Uh, for monster slash killer appeal, we had 63%. Yeah. 
Um, I thought the monster was great. I thought so too. I really just like the woman that just didn't move, and it was just could cause all these things to happen. It was really. Uh, she neat. gave it a three, so I'm curious if wow. your 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 viewpoint for this. Um, damn, what, what was I thinking? I don't know. I guess who was the monster? I don't know because she seemed like she a victim. She was the monster, but she was also a victim. She's also the monster. She killed two people that are trying mm. to help her. Yeah, yeah. but she, she didn't know that. She's used to abuse and torture. I only get that, but then a witch be. I don't think she's stupid. Omnipotent, <laughs> like she should know what's going on. Yeah, he I don't know. Also, makes me mad with the fucking monster. Don't get me started. The fact that he, the dad, advocated with the monster. Yo, you take me. Don't let him die. Well, what, what does she do? She thinks she's gonna trust him. Yeah, you don't trust someone like that. An no. old white man? Why not? Yeah, yeah you're right. You don't do that. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, special effects. You talked about it, not much going on. Fifty-six percent. Decent. Fine with that. Horniness. Now, we went different directions here. 26%, so overall, we're on the down. Yeah, I gave it a three. You gave it a four. I gave it a four. I what mean, she's I naked it? the whole time. Yeah, I just don't like fucking dead bodies. Okay. Yeah, but she's a hot bod. I don't even want to talk about what munji jumping is. If you want to look it up. It was look it up. We'll maybe talk about the end of the episode. Wait, what is mun? You said munji? Munji jumping? We'll talk about it at the end of the episode. I'll explain what it is. Next up, scariness. Uh, 66%. Yeah, That's good. it was scary. Yeah. It was good to have like a pretty scary movie. We yeah, haven't probably had that rating since Paranormal Activity, I yeah. will say. Uh, acting, ooh, look at this, 90%. Yeah, they, they were, were good. Yeah. And it was only two guys for yeah. the most part. Brian well, Cox needed. is like an Academy Award winning uh, actor. You had uh, Emil Hirsch, who's done really well too. Yeah, yeah I love him. Cute. He was 30 and seemed like he was 22. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah, I honestly was like, is he a teenager? Like, I don't know what's going yeah. on here. And his girlfriend was great, too, as mm-hmm. far as in her small role of, like, mm-hmm. being the... Uh, the st- she was convincing. Yeah. And Lord Bolton as the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, he's an asshole. Uh, plot, 86%. Again, we all probably agree this is a pretty strong plot. Yeah. You know? As far as individual scores, uh, I'll go first. Uh, I gave it 85%. Okay, I really nice. like the movie. I don't really have much to say other than the fact that I enjoyed it. It's not groundbreaking, but I think it's a refreshing take for horror with a, a director that's new. And I love the fact of all these new directors getting involved and using a lot more practical effects and not using special effects or like CGI or like flash the monster in front of your face. And I love that this guy loved The Conjuring and kind of learned from that and is trying to go back to classic horror. So I, I really liked it, 85%. Um, going on from that, Ash, you gave it an eighty percent, also pretty high. What do you think about it? Yeah, I thought it was tasteful. I yeah. thought I kind of agree with some of the critics that the second half it kind of let me down a little bit. I can't really place why. Maybe it's the fact that she's like two hundred, three hundred years old that I was like, <laughs> oh, that's not real. It's a witch. <laughs> I know, but I didn't know that it was a witch movie. But I mean, now I mean, that we I know, we did Hocus Pocus. I like witch movies, but I wasn't expecting it. I just expected it to be a little bit more like. I just expected it Wait, to be did, real. Did, did anybody think it was a witch movie going in? I did Fuck not. No. I didn't. That yeah. was great then. Yeah, it was. I I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. I just like my expectations were different. I don't know. It was great. I liked it. 80s I good. I mean, you don't have to apologize. It's not a heavy gore movie. So, you know, I'm not going to give it like a 90, 100. I mean, 80 is pretty fucking good. Um, and to follow up, uh, Macias, you gave us an 82%. You're closer to me. What did you think about it? Yeah, I really liked it. I just, I didn't know where it was going to go, and it was well made. I was watching it during the daytime with my friend in the room. I mean, granted, like, the room is pretty Which dark. Which friend? I was watching it with Matt. Nice. And I just, I, like, I still was like, whoa, like, yeah. <laughs> out loud, just like, shit, like, some parts that scared me. I will say when 
um, Tommy, the father, when he put when he started putting things together, like, oh, she was a witch and she was tortured. People thought she was a witch and then she cheesy. became a witch. I'm like, what? How the fuck did you put that shit yeah, together? Yeah, that got like, a little cheesy. That, that was the only part in the plot that was kind of like, what? And the music was a little too long there, and the scene seemed a little too long there. I, I don't know. know. I th- I thought he was like uh, he was like bam 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 bam. I'm like, really? I would have never like figured put that out together. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe why we're never gonna do a escape room together. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So everything said, we gave this moving 82 percent not which is bad pretty fucking high for this yep. podcast i'll yeah. give it that um so good job to uh an autopsy or the autopsy on jane doe so for kills in the movie we had four again that's gonna be the kitty cat of course mm-hmm. we got uh, austin and tommy in the movie and the girlfriend emma number of sex scenes zero sex scenes i'm almost kind of glad in this movie there was no sex scenes yeah. it was in a morgue the whole time i mean none that they showed yeah and we'll get into money jumping at the very end but uh Number of jump scares. We had about three, four. I thought yeah. there were three good ones for sure. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so not the most jump scares, but not none. A number of explosions, zero. So Michael Bay would not be impressed with this movie. Number of monsters. We said one. She was a bitch that killed everyone. She controlled oh. all the dead bodies. She killed two innocent protagonists in a mortuary. That guy was going to college and was about to live with Emma happily you know ever what? after. I have a special place in my heart for witches. Well, I don't. I've dated a few and suck <laughs> um so now we're moving on to next week i was really excited to do the fan week this one again we're going to do this in another four weeks so we're going to post a question get on it uh, rice and i know you're you're looking good right now i mean about anything you put in front of me i'm going to watch so uh maybe you should get there first but mm-hmm. ash what are we doing next week tell me about it okay next week i have a real treat for you guys we yeah, yeah, are yeah. doing the taking of deborah logan and we will have a very special guest, my dear friend Ethan Firestone, who actually worked on the film, to join us. So if you've got any questions beforehand, email Send us. Him. Yeah. Please do. At hornyhorror.gmail.com. We have someone that's been uh, working on the film. Uh, this film movie is really fucking scary. I know. I'm not excited to watch another I'm scary movie. I'm very excited. Watch it really dark at night. It came from uh, 2014. Um, it was done by Adam Robitel. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that name. I'm sure Ethan can enlighten us on that. But again, we're doing the taking of Deborah Logan with a special guest that actually worked on the movie. Watch it with your grandma. Ugh, it's so scary. That. I do <laughs> not want to watch this again. And hopefully a lot of this leads to us having more prolific or people that are involved in movies as guests, which would be nice. Definitely. All right. Now I want to know what's munging. Munging jumping? Well, let me tell everyone something else first. Um, as always, thanks for listening. Feel free to write us with suggestions, creepy stories, or just say hi. And I'll be honest, we've never gotten any creepy stories. So if anyone's ever met anybody that's creepy, please send it to us. Uh, you can contact us at hornyhorrorhour at gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at hornyhorrorhour. And you can listen on any podcast platform. Now, do you guys want to hear what Mungie jumping is? Yes, okay. Jesus, yes. You're not going to like it. But, um, so it generally happens when you have someone that's freshly deceased. You go on a team of three. You, oh. go, to the, you go to the cemetery. Um, you have one, two people dig up the grave, correct? And then you're going to have one person, and usually it's best with dumb females. Uh, you're going to have the one person sit next to the vaginal area, and he's going to put his mouth over the vaginal cavity. Of the dead person? Of the dead person in the grave you dug up. Wow. And then somebody's going to jump on the stomach, 
and then you get uh, all of the innards in your fucking mouth. All the gas, all the goo. That is the most foul thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth in my entire life. It was so much worse than I thought it was going to oh be. My oh, my God. I know. But don't worry. I'm I, can, I can't find videos of it. Goodbye. Can't find videos of it. If you can find videos of it, please. Hornyhorror at gmail.com. I'm sure you can find it on some of your Go wash your mouth sites. out, Zach. <laughs> See you guys it. later. <laughs>